Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Jolie. And we are fearless. Fearless. Woo -woo 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 -woo. Hello. Okay, so uh, before we get into everything else, Jolie did something cool today. And now I'm all, yeah. see, I'm all self-conscious about saying the F word. She did something freaking cool today. <laughs> the front door cool today. Uh, so Jolie went and did like a SWAT training thing. Digress. <laughs> yeah. So I got to be um, uh, do role playing for the SWAT team. My brother is a sheriff and is on the SWAT team, the sheriff's department. So my three nieces and I got to role play and be victims. Um, it was amazing and so much fun. And they do all their role play. They do all their scenarios off of actual stuff that has happened. Um, right. Usually it, like uh, hostage um, scenarios and stuff like that. So we got to be uh, hostages today. So on the coast, along the beach in the beautiful ocean, it was amazing. Riding in quads and yeah, it was fun. It was a lot did of fun. Did you get rescued? We did. Yeah. Or did you? Were you one of the people that had to die? I was not. My oldest niece. <laughs> She was she she wanted to play the dead the dead person. Unfortunately, in the scenario, the the husband was he was uh, stabbed to death, and a sheriff was shot, and the wife was taken uh, captive, but she was rescued. Um, the guy was crazy, and he was he was Obviously. he survived. He was he was super crazy. Oh. But mm. yeah, they were camping on the. They were camping on the coast, and some crazy guy um, killed the husband and kept, uh, took the wife hostage. So this is the scenario you guys played out. Yeah, scenario. But we added my two nieces um, were my uh, were as my daughter. So it was it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. It was so lot of fun. crazy. Yeah, big <laughs> trauma to put your body through. But you guys got rescued and had a blast. And you got to be outside all day while you were doing this training. Yes, outside all day on the coast. And it was beautiful. It was blue skies and sunny. Mm -hmm. Not so warm because it's windy. and um, But comfortable in jeans and sweatshirt. And it was good. Yeah. That's like the perfect day at the Oregon coast. Sorry, I'm trying to get comfy. You're good. Okay. <laughs> so, um. Well, what a little adventure and I'm so jealous because that sounds like so much fun. So and much fun being rescued by a whole bunch of SWAT guys. It was terrible. You poor thing. I know. <laughs> I love it. Well, so I don't know how to segue into this well, but Jolie and I were talking um, and we were doing a little bit of research. So we're going to talk this episode about... Um, love and healthy love which we are still learning about <laughs> versus like love addiction so and i just found out so many cool things i wanted to share it with you guys um and just talk about it because some of the stuff i've never heard about so we're going to talk about the unhealthy part first and then end on the healthy part so i was reading about love addiction and to preface this, I'd like to say that I'm married to the most wonderful, incredible, 
man, and in a really healthy relationship for nine years. But I was not always in a healthy relationship, which is the understatement of the millennia. (laughs) Yes. And yes. So there were so many unhealthy relationships. So I was really curious when I started digging into this love addiction thing. If I had suffered from love addiction, because I had equated the yearning to be loved and the fear of abandonment as love addiction, or maybe that's what it was in my head, but it's not. So I don't actually think that I have personally suffered from love addiction. And here's what love addiction is. So it is mistaking intensity for intimacy, like love bombers, needing to be in love, like needing it, not wanting, needing, putting a romantic partner on a flawless pedestal, Um, experiencing cravings, euphoria, or like serious dependency on a partner. And we're not talking about like, oh, we're splitting the dishes. Like, no, you're depending on them and you just met them. Um, the need to fall in love often. So again, this doesn't apply to you if you want to be in like a serious, healthy, happy relationship, but it does if you're constantly needing and looking to fall in love with somebody. Um, and then seeking uh, emotional comfort from a partner to the point of unrequited love. So when they're not returning it and you're still saying, I really think Dave would care how I did my hair. And Dave doesn't know you exist. You know, that's crazy love addiction. So, and I wanted to talk about where it came from. So low self-esteem, unmet emotional needs, insecurity, fear of abandonment, unresolved trauma, mental health conditions, and social and cultural influences. And what this causes in your brain. Like, so... I think we've all had like an opportunity where we have fallen in love with someone toxic. I know I have. Um, I don't think you and I, even though we've had toxic relationships before, I don't think that either you or I fall into the love addict category. Do you? I don't feel like I do. No, I don't. I've I've definitely had the toxic relationships, but I don't feel like love it. Addiction, addicted. Yeah. No, no. And it's a, and it's because of these drugs. So I wanted to talk to you about this because we, this is the fun part. So when you fall in love, (laughs) there is an excess release of dopamine, which is the euphoria feeling. And then oxytocin, which comes from its skin to skin contact, which I did not know this. It's like, it, it makes you feel content and calm and secure. And it's like what encourages mate bonding is skin to skin. So like, yeah, crazy sex, basically. Um, but it <laughs> deepens feelings of attachment, like any skin to skin bonding, which I was just like, that's so intriguing. Okay. And then the third one um, is vasopressin, which I had never, ever heard of. And I have been reading about this for a week. 
because it is so interesting. So the short answer I got was, it's a hormone in your brain that gets released after the 120 day mark that produces long-term monogamous relationships. Have you heard of this before? I no. have never heard of it. No. Okay. So basically after all the oxytocin and serotonin and dopamine wear off, like, which is, you know, 60 to 90 to 120 days, somewhere in there. After those first, like, goo goo gaga, I cannot wait to see you again and make out with you feelings, like start wearing off. You start seeing like, oh, that's who you are. Okay. If you're lucky, the vasopressin kicks in. <laughs> or you're no longer seeing that person anymore. <laughs> so, Time to but, move on so I can feel that high again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That is what a love addict would do, Jolie, which I was like, huh? No. Like, I was definitely searching for love and dating, but I was never addicted to the idea or needed that addiction feeling which you can actually go through withdrawals from these chemicals which is crazy um so i thought it was really interesting because i started digging further on the vasopressin so vasopressin in men is released when you when they have to problem solve for women so the more stressed out because I told you the like this is, goes goes through that nucleus accumbens, which is this little group of like nerve endings that goes around the amygdala in the brain, right? So the amygdala is what controls flight, fight, or fear responses. So when this vasopressin gets released through this nucleus accumbens, it's actually like sending out little signals to the fear part part of the brain. So the more that a guy gets stressed out and has to solve little problems for women, the more vasopressin he releases. That's crazy. Making him want to commit more. So when you watch those like men and you're like, what is wrong with them? Why are they going after those crazy bitches? The damsel in distress. <laughs> this is why their brains can't help it. They're like releasing chemicals saying, commit to her. She needs you. She won't survive in this world without you. <laughs> I was wondering why all, you know, all my guy friends are getting with these crazy ass chicks and they just keep going back to them. Yes. I, I mean, I like, it. which it's really interesting because married women apparently create a lot of vasopressin. And I asked Adam, is that why you fell in love with me? Because I'm so complicated. <laughs> He's like, no, I never feel that you're a problem to solve, which is good. But Maybe an enigma. <laughs> I just thought this was incredibly interesting, interesting because it like it actually like kicks in for men when stress is involved. And so that's like where the long term relationship things come in. So I wanted to talk about that. And then the nucleus accumbens, which I just talked about, is that little that little reward center and it's that little nerve center that literally is like pleasure, reward, addiction. So when we go to seek out like falling, when we fall in love and this is just natural, everybody feels that flood of reward, of pleasure, of happiness. And then the oxytocin, which is kicking in, giving you that sense of calmness. And you can see why people would be addicted to it. 
what do you think? You've never been in a love addict, but what do you think? I've definitely never been. I don't love addict. <laughs> no. Uh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm glad that I'm not a love addict where I'm jumping from relationship to relationship to get that high. Um, that seems really exhausting. Um, and I, luckily, I don't know anybody like that. I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, we're lucky right now. I think we're too old for that. I think so. I and I have <laughs> the energy to chase it anymore. <laughs> like Sorry, I don't know how to talking. date anymore. Gosh, I've been single for two years now. So like, I, I'm a, I'm around married couples. So I mean, uh, there I do have friends that jump from marriage to marriage. I have I do have a couple of friends that jump from marriage to marriage, and you're like. I do. I do have that. I do have friends that jump from long-term to long-term, just one yeah. life, right after the other. They do do that. Um, they just, they, they're, I guess, what, just wanting to be loved, I think. So I don't know. Is that the I same as like, a love addi addiction? I don't know. That's what, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about was just the, like, then like, okay, we're herd creatures, right? So we are going to seek, search out and seek out other partners and our, our partners and our herd, right? Like our friends, our family, and we want our partner. We also are, we match up in this life. We are monogamous creatures or maybe just partnered creatures. We could just say that there are lots of different partnered creatures. Yeah. We are partner creatures, I think, and herd animals. We seek out our pack. And so, yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's, um, I mean, we all experience that need to feel loved, which I think comes from that is like a normal, healthy thing to feel, but yeah. to not feel fulfilled or not feel like you're enough um, and to seek out love for that reason. That's another part of being a love addict. It's not just seeking out the high. It's literally being uncomfortable with being alone. Yes. Which, that, well, and I think? I de definitely, I I think um, a lot of people are just afraid to be alone um, and don't want to take the time to be by themselves and figure out who, who they are. They just would rather be from one relationship to the other, which I don't think, I don't know, as long as you're in, it's healthy, it's fine, but still try to work on your, yourself and well, so. I think that was one of the things that like the thing I kept seeing here were like, there are unhealthy ways, obviously, and healthy ways to get these drugs into your system. <laughs> <laughs> unhealthy ways. Amphetamines, dopamine, opiates, etc. Um, also, like uh, multiple sex partners, it said, ironically, in healthy activities to get these, those were unhealthy activities, right? In the healthy activities, it also says sex, um, but healthy sexual relationships, music and exercise, etc. If so, if you wanted to get your fix and you were trying to stop like your love addiction, I just am, it's so crazy. When I was going reading about this, I kind of stumbled into this topic and I was like, this is so interesting because 
I've heard of oxytocin. I've heard of serotonin. I've heard of dopamine, but I'd never heard of vasopressin, which is essentially the chemical for monogamy. And so as I dug further and further into this, I just thought, wow, in this dating age of millennials and online dating, more importantly, online dating, how many people are jumping from partner to partner in hopes of falling in love, but having short, it said, I was reading these statistics, like it's crazy. Relationships are 10 times shorter than they were a decade ago. And as I, I want, I'm like, is that because of the online? Is that because everybody's online now? Because we, back when I was growing up, there, there wasn't online. We were growing up. (laughs) It was, yeah. Yeah. It was organic. It was, or yeah, you met from a friend of a friend. It was going out. You, we were cruising on the weekends, you know, Um, I cruised. (laughs) Yeah. I cruised. And then now I feel like online dating and like, I feel like if, if, there's a little problem. They're like, oh, well, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to just jump into this next one, this next person. And they just keep jumping and jumping instead of... Um, Do you think it's from like a, a hope of... Finding a um, perfect A desire person. of perfection? Yeah, that was going to yeah. be my next question. I think I, I think it's this, that there's an illusion that it's supposed to be perfect and no problems. And um, that's just... That's not the case. Relationships take work and no just, one is perfect. No one. No one's perfect. It's even it's us. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I know. It's hard to believe, but we're yeah. very close over here, but yeah. so close. <laughs> so <laughs> um, do you think that I think that that's valid. And for like the online dating thing, I think I would be terrified right now um, just because I haven't dated in so long about being (laughs) out there. Um, It's been almost a decade since I've dated. And so I just don't even know if I could cope out there. Plus my brain just like zaps at at too many options. (laughs) Yeah. To me, often swipe, 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 like oh, yeah, that would really like. And then I, I was thinking about you the last time when you said that you had hopped on Tinder, and you had done it for an unhealthy reason, right? Because yep. you would just gotten out of the wellness retreat, and I was like, huh, what <laughs> if the man of your dreams had been right there? And yet you're drunk in a hotel room. You're like, and you're not ready. You're drunk in a hotel room having getting done with the wellness retreat. And you scrolled by him because you weren't emotionally ready for him. Yeah. You're like, no. Emotionally ready for him, but not, I am, I am now. So, hey. Yes. (laughs) So, hey, totally single out there. She's going. So, yeah, I was wondering about that. I guess I was wondering about how, what you're doing on your path to ready you for healthy relationships, because that's kind of what I wanted to end all of our talk with today was talking about like healthy ways to, to enjoy our lives. And so much of what I hear women saying out there right now. Um, and it just everybody, not just women, women and men who want to be in relationships 
that they're like, they're doing this because they want to be ready for their partner. And I kind of want to gag every time I I want to vomit a little when I hear it. (laughs) Well, I I don't. uh, He's in the next room. Nobody cares. (laughs) Right. You got your partner. This is me me taking my partner, you know, advantage of the fact that I have such a wonderful partner. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like. He's right there. (laughs) Have fun. You're single. Yeah, mingle. Um, Yeah. I think uh, what I've done to to be ready for a a partner is working on myself, counseling, working out, um, hiking, being out in nature, uh, journaling, um, being by myself and being with my thoughts and being uncomfortable, um, I think is, uh, all my, my path to being able to be with somebody in a healthy relationship. And, um, yeah, like right after, you know, when I was right after my separation during the separation and divorce, I was definitely not ready, but I was on Tinder swiping and, um, well, that's just fun. Swiping is fun. It wasn't, it wasn't fun to me. It was so nerve wracking. I did not, I did not like it at all. I love it. Um, That's sad that you were like, Oh God. Um, I wanted to like it. Because I want it to be organic. I want it to be organic. And I, um, so this whole dating online thing is, is very intimidating and not my style. So, um, so now I go, I started uh, pickleball. I, I do pickleball now. I started golfing. Um, you started doing everything that, that was out of your wheelhouse. Yes. Out of, out of my, um, out of my norm and um so I can meet new people and new um new social groups um yeah and doing things and getting out and doing healthy things and not going to the bar um you know like when I was in my early 20s and I don't want to meet somebody in the bar I'm not saying that it can happen it could but that's not I prefer not I prefer not to. I prefer meeting it doing healthy things. Yeah, I get that. And I do have to uh, cop to something here really fast. So my husband and I met on Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know this? I did not. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, so my... Uh, I, and I know people that have uh, my my kid. He, uh, she got married off of Tinder, so I know it yeah. does happen. But yeah, she's so she's she's, she's twenty three. You know, so that's what that's what yeah. They do. So and I was me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a couple years yeah. younger than you. I'm forty. So uh, no, Adam and I met on Tinder, and uh, I was I had just restarted college. And I had two 20-something roommates. I was I was 30, 30, 31. And they were like, if you don't get out there and dust that shit off, girl. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want a date. I'm, I'm in a good place for the first time. I've taken my time for myself. I'm in school. 
And uh, this was, you know, I was still drinking. So they plied me with a couple glasses of champagne and I made the bitchiest profile you've ever heard in your life. It was like, I'm not here for any of that. <laughs> what I think you have I, to be, seriously. I was very blunt. I was so yeah. blunt. And then, um, and then I swiped through, I'd say probably a good 300, 400 guys. Like that's where the drinking wine came in. <laughs> <laughs> sitting there like nope nope and then I saw Adam's face and he was my first tinder date and my only tinder date and we deleted tinder while we were on our date our first date that's so cute <laughs> it is cute but it's not the norm <laughs> right. and I realized that I am the like anomaly out of that situation that I met my husband on tinder <laughs> I know it does happen. I know, but I, most of the thing, most times that I hear about it, it's it's for booty call, and that's most of the people that were yeah. responding to mine were about that, and I'm not, I'm not about that. I no, am. and I heard that it's changed even more so in the last like nine, ten years into that. I wasn't looking for a booty call then, but then I was like, why would I not just go out on dates with people? Yeah. Okay, I'll go on out and practice date. I didn't know it was going to be my last one. <laughs> I probably would have gone out a couple more. I love it. Yes, I, I, I want that luck. My, my, when I do, if I have to, eventually swipe on Tinder. It's my first and last. <laughs> well, I think that the the lovely part about what you're doing and what I, why I wanted to talk with you about this on the podcast and what I thought would be helpful for other people going through either just a good old fashioned yearning to be loved or prepping for uh, prepping themselves or getting out of a last relationship. And also, you know, very normally saying, when am I going to meet somebody? Am I good enough? Maybe I'm never going to meet anybody again. The answer that we've sort of come to me and my girlfriends, is that you cannot lose by making yourself happy. No. And so, like, <laughs> even on those really shitty, depressing days where you don't get out of bed and you're having those days, you know that in a couple of days, Jolie, for example, is either <laughs> going to go play pickleball or go golfing or go line dancing. That's another amazing. Oh, yeah. These are all amazing things that Jolie does fearlessly and just jumps right in. <laughs> And what else? And then does SWAT team exercises on the weekends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you are, you're, you're putting yourself out there. And, and so, yeah, did you want to talk a little bit about that? And, and on those days where you're feeling down and, and what you're doing to make yourself happy on in those moments? Yeah. Cause I do have those down days too. Um, they're very, they're definitely far Fewer between, what is, what is that? Farther and fewer between. <laughs> Farther and fewer between. Um, but yeah, I would have those days where I did not get out of bed. I was um, just depressed, didn't want to deal with life. I just wanted to stay in bed and, and read and um, and torque. And the last few times that that happened, I gave myself grace. I was like, I'm not going to beat myself up. I don't have anything planned. I am just going to take this day for myself. And, um, and then, you know, take a shower and then go back to bed. I, did, I was like, bravo. I got up, I took a shower 
And then the next day I make myself get up and, and go and be outside and be active. And, mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel like being kind to myself and giving myself grace on the, those days when I can't do it, um, mm -hmm. is, is so, um, so important. Um, cause mm -hmm. I, I would before I would beat myself up. Like, you can't feel like this. Like, why are you like, just keep getting darker and darker and more depressed and staying and end up staying in bed longer because I'm yes. now I'm, I'm beating myself up for being depressed and not wanting to get out of bed. And, yeah, um, and going in that shame spiral is same. Like, yeah. Like what is, what is wrong with you? You can't do this and then end up being even worse. And so right. I've definitely through counseling and journaling and listening to many, many amazing podcasts. Those I've got, I've, spent days like that's all I do is just listen to motivational podcasts and um and, and learning right. and, and learning to that is to give yourself grace and be kind to yourself um mm. you're not always gonna feel good you're um no one does but no but and don't beat yourself up and but don't get stuck uh in those yeah. and and try to reach out to your friends too sorry I have like sand all over <laughs> I can't see it like falling from oh, you. Yeah, just let you know. No, I can. I like. I can feel it everywhere. Sand <laughs> all over. Just let we the were... viewers know it is like ten fifty-five here in Montana, so it's nine fifty-five in Oregon, and so this is a fearless at night version. Yes, we are definitely a little bit derpier, but I like it. I like it. I yeah. feel much more. Um, Calm and whatever, just go with the flow. Relax. I like it. Yeah. Sand yeah. coming out of your head, you know, it's cool. <laughs> Can't wait for this. I love show. this. I really appreciate you talking about that in particular because I feel like so many people on their pathway to love, and I will say that because I, I mean more of like loving themselves, which is the end goal of what I was going to say yeah. here today, is that this pathway this path that you're on, this journey that you're on to finding yourself, that is where like the happiness um, kicks in and it's on that journey. And it's all of those little things that you're doing day to day. It is even the days where you're depressed and where you're in a funk where you're like, oh, no, if you, I mean, bravo on getting in the shower because on days where I, I'm depressed, I'm like, I brushed my teeth. I think that's it. And that, and that, and that's yeah. what I've got in me today. That's it. And now I'm ordering Chinese food and getting back to Netflix. Like, and that's what yeah. I'm doing or reading my book. And that's, that's what I can handle that day. Yeah. And I, I and I didn't suffer with depression until um, my ex and I started going through our separation. And so now um, on and off have you know, it comes in waves and definitely super depressed during the separation. Yeah. Um, uh, and, um, but we'll do it like doing all these things and getting out and being around people and doing new activities and being active where I can get out of my head for like line dancing. I started that right away. So I can get out of my head for an hour. That right. I, I look so forward to my Thursday night line dancing lessons because I have to get out of my head for an hour and it was amazing. And so 
you know, doing yeah. things where you have to um, learn, I think is amazing um, and is, is good for you, you know, to help because you're learning something, you're doing something positive, you're um, getting around people that are um, same, you know, same mindset are wanting to be active. And um, I think that's really good for anybody that's healing or just well, get out and be healthy and be around people. All of those things that you said, just to like loop it back into my little lovely book here, is that all of those things that you just talked about, golfing, line dancing, pickleball, getting outside, walking around, all of those things release oxytocin, they release serotonin, they release dopamine, all of those things. So you are making yourself happy. You mm -hmm. are actually filling all of those things that, yes, they come in spades. They like flood your brain when you're at the beginning of falling in love, Ooh, which yeah. is why it's so damn fun to fall in love. <laughs> oh, I can't wait but, for it. I can't wait. Yes, that part is fun. But it's like, fun. but you can actually find things that are good for you um, that will a, make you feel and look great and all of the other things because you're getting out, you're meeting new people, but you're also just actually training your brain that you can get those chemicals from a healthy place, that yeah, you don't have to go into a relationship to get those things. Yeah, seeking it seeking it from somebody else, uh, relying on somebody else to get right. that, that high, you're, you're getting yeah. it uh, on your own. So I, I feel like doing all this stuff for myself will make it so when I do find somebody I'm going to be healthy within myself so I'm gonna I'm going to seek somebody that is also healthy I'm gonna be able to because when I when I was you know going through the, the divorce right away yeah. like I was going on tender or I would go out to the bar and I was seeking people that were like in the same mindset and yes. who were now, wounded and looking I for wounded what a self-confidence boost looking yes. for self-confidence time filler <laughs> yeah self-confidence boost the time filler and um you know uh People are like my ex, like unavailable, just emotionally unavailable, emotionally unavailable. Emotionally unavailable. And now I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking, I'm not looking for that at all. I won't give anybody the time of the day that is not emotionally um, available. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's because of um, doing all this stuff for myself and these activities and being healthy and being around like-minded people. So and I like that you said when you meet your partner, because you will be ready for them when that yeah. happens and they will be healthy too, because I think so much in, in the past, we've been told that one and one make one, but really it's two people who choose to come together on their paths, Yeah, <laughs> on their plural paths um and you guys choose in healthy relationships as you know you choose to walk with the other person like next yeah. to the other person in a healthy way and so when you meet somebody that you want to be around in a healthy way but do not require them for your well-being yeah. i don't need i don't need them 
I don't need you. I, I want, want you. I want, I want you to be, I want to, yeah, I want you to be around. I want yeah, to be I around want, you. I want to walk with you on this amazing path. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I find that really beautiful. And I did want to tap into all of that because I'm sure that a lot of the people that a lot of our friends and a lot of other people that are listening are going to relate to that. And I, I seriously, when I read the word love addict, I had to look up in my head and go, huh <laughs> being in love falling in love is is fun i could see how that is addicting i could totally get that how people just jump from one to another um because yeah that 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 new love but is i think it's the idea right of the idea, idea of, that you're falling in love with the idea of being in love you're not actually falling in love yes so what is the equivalent to that that what is what is that weird word with the love? Vasopressin. Oh, what love is, addiction. Uh, yeah. What is the equivalent? The drug. Said, the vasopressin or oxytocin. Uh huh. Or dopamine. Is, is that all of it? Is that all of <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, that's okay. the problem. Is that all? All of all those. Of so okay. serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, and then after those wear off which is like 60 to 120 days, if you're lucky, the vasopressin kicks in because the vasopressin sort of makes us want to be in long-term monogamous or long-term partnerships. They actually like, it actually clicks something over in our brain that actually clicks on monogamy. Our brains are amazing little Computer. Isn't that crazy? I had to learn that word too, nucleus accumbens, because I'd never heard it before. And it's that little tiny center of nerves that's just kicking all these like reward chemicals out. And I was like, <laughs> what? This tiny little nerve center is just like, has been running my life <laughs> for 40 years. And I didn't know. Uh, but it's true. I was like, wow, this is really, really important to read about and to hear and educate ourselves about. And while I don't think that you and I have suffered from being love addicts, I mean, there's nothing more fun than being in love. But also, yeah. um, so here, if you are feeling like you are a love addict, if, if you do relate with that stuff, let's talk to those people for a second. Acknowledging you have a problem is the first step to solving it. No joke. It's just like AA, just say, I am a love addict. Um, this is not a psychological like issue, by the way. You can't go get drugs for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this is a behavioral issue and you might want to seek therapy if you actually feel like you have a problem with, with this. And this is where you're finding like your validation or your, your actual sense of well-being. If you if you if this resonates with you, then you should actually go to a therapist, seek out help. But the one thing that you can do now to just break the cycle and every article I read were two things. Change will not happen when you find the perfect partner. And you need to say that to yourself. This this change I'm waiting for in my life is not going to happen when I meet Mr. or Mrs. Right. No, it is incumbent upon you as an individual to make the changes you want to make. You are not going to be rescued from an outside source. Sucks. You have to rescue yourself. You have to rescue yourself. 
which I feel like there were a couple of years there where I was like, come on, somebody else rescue me. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Come, somebody <laughs> please do it for me. <laughs> I don't want to do the work. The yeah, work's it's hard. hard. It's hard. And I think yes. that's why I don't think a lot of people do the work because it's, it's no. hard. Much more fun to be rescued anyway. Um, but not healthy. Go to counseling. <laughs> Swat team, woohoo! Exactly. <laughs> Happiness is a win-win. So making yourself happy, you cannot lose at that. And then um, looking for more and more partnerships is not the answer. <laughs> and then um, also just even, and this is in every article I read, just even having the intention to change that um, and the way that you date is usually enough to change it, which I thought was really beautiful. That was from a bunch sure. of psychotherapists. Is that just even having the intention to change is usually enough to change. I like, like it. That's good. beautiful. Like just manifesting it. Yeah. It's like, that's lovely. As long as you, as soon as you set the intention, you've started. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, okay. So yeah. on that note, that was basically all I wanted to say to everybody and talk about all of that. I thought it was a really fun conversation to have with my little bestie here. <laughs> and because she is dating and because it's I'm so funny. I'm not dating. She's not dating. But I, I, I would. She I will, will someday again. Someday. Someday. When she's good and goddamn ready. That's right. I will. I will. But. I love yeah. it. Well, yeah. I wanted to say before we go, let's do the little sign off here. Hold on. I have a specific thing to say. I had it written down somewhere. <laughs> Work with us. Hold up. Okay. We hope you keep listening and keep your hearts fearless. That, that was organic, you, right? Did you have to write yeah. that down? That I did. <laughs> I had to. Shut up, Jolie. I love that. <laughs> and you can find us okay. at www.patreon.com backslash fearless Jolie. And you can write into us at fearlessjolie at gmail.com with all of the things you are overcoming or you're afraid of or not facing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at fearless.jolie because the other fearless Jolie is Angelina Jolie's profile. Yeah, girl. I yeah. I, you all, do you notice how she had to write down that little, um, what, was, what was that? <laughs> you remembered all of the... The websites and everything off your head, but you had to write down. What, what did you say? I already forgot. You're so mean. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you keep listening and keep your hearts fearless. Love, I'm trying I so hard heart. not to cuss because your mom said no cussing. Eleven. I'm sorry, Arlene. I'm sorry because it's fucking eleven o'clock at night. God damn it! <laughs> I love you. I, that was amazing, though. I love you, you too. Remember all of the websites off your head. Yes. Perfect. He is amazing, and she has done all of this. Um, all of our websites and everything because Claire is amazing. Thanks, so, yeah. So, that, so she has to, she remembered them all because she created them all. So, yeah. Okay, can you say the line? Did you memorize it? 
We hope you keep listening. We hope you keep listening and continue to be fearless. Yes, keep your hearts fearless. I'll keep your hearts fearless.